Firstly then, what Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II said. In her last Christmas Day broadcast, 2021, Her Late Majesty's message to us all ended with, and I quote, Jesus, a man whose teachings have been handed down from generation to generation and have been the bedrock of my faith, the Queen said. His birth marked a new beginning. And she quoted a carol. As the carol says, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Going back to 2014, her Christmas Day message, the Queen said, For me, the life of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, whose birth we celebrate today, is an inspiration and an anchor in my life. A role model of reconciliation and forgiveness. He stretched out his hands in love, acceptance and healing. Christ's example, the Queen said, has taught me to seek, to respect and value all people of whatever faith or none. Back to 2011, she said, finding hope in adversity is one of the themes of Christmas. Jesus was born in a world full of fear. The angels came to frighten shepherds with hope in their voices. Fear not, they urged. Fear not. We bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Saviour, who is Christ the Lord. Although we are capable, she continued to say, of great acts of kindness, history teaches us that we sometimes need saving from ourselves, from our recklessness and all our greed. God sent into the world a unique person, neither a philosopher nor a general, important though they are, but a saviour with the power to forgive. Forgiveness lies at the heart of the Christian faith. It can heal broken families. It can restore friendships. It can reconcile <coughs> divided communities. Sorry, I just thought about the Queen then. Listening. <laughs> In heaven. But these are worth repeating, aren't they? Okay. She probably hasn't got time to listen to me anyway. <laughs> Too, too busy. I'm praising the Lord. Yeah. 
I'll try and compose myself now. I've, I was in a bit of a... Did you, did you all watch the funeral? I guess most of you watched it on Monday. <laughs> right. I'll compose myself again. It is in forgiveness that we feel the power of God's love. In the last verse of this beautiful carol, O little town of Bethlehem, there's a prayer. Excuse me. Excuse me. <clears throat> o holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. The Queen concluded that message on Christmas Day. It is my prayer that on this Christmas Day we might find room in our lives for the message of the angels and for the love of God through Christ our Lord. I'm sure the Queen said it a lot better than me on, on her broadcast, but she gets to, re to record it, doesn't she now? She, she, she used to do it live many, many years ago. Um, but uh, she, she does record, record it, didn't she? It'll be our king. On, hopefully he, he'll do one on, on Christmas Day uh, this year. 2008, going back a bit more. Let's see if I can read this one without, get, without getting emotional. I don't think there's much chance there, is there? <laughs> I hope that, like me, the Queen said, you will be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth. We read of this example in Mark, didn't we? He came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. I hope you will be comforted by the example of Jesus of Nazareth, who often in circumstances of great adversity managed to live an outgoing, unselfish and sacrificial life. Countless millions of people around the world continue to celebrate his birthday at Christmas, inspired by his teaching. He makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfaction lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than in being served. We can surely be grateful that 2,000 years after the birth of Jesus, so many of us are able to draw inspiration from his life, and message, and to find in him a source of strength and courage. 2002, a Christmas Day broadcast. Each day is a new beginning. T today, it's a new day. I know that the only way to live my life is to try to do what is right, to take the long view, to give of my best in all that the day brings, and to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of the hope in the Christian gospel. Two thousand, the millennium, wasn't it? A Christmas Day broadcast millennium. To many of us, our beliefs are fundamental importance. For me, the teachings of Christ and my own personal accountability before God provide a framework in which I try to lead my life. I, like many of you, have drawn great comfort in difficult times, 
from Christ's words and example. I believe that the Christian message in the words of a familiar blessing remains profoundly important to us all. Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast to which is good. Render no evil. Sorry, render no man evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour all men. It is a simple message of compassion. And yet as powerful as ever today. 2,000 years after his birth. I hope this day, the Queen said, is as special to you as it, uh, as it is to me. <coughs> I trust you can say that too as well. That this Christmas, it'll be as special to you as it is to the Queen. <coughs> okay, bring it right up to date then. I thought those were worth repeating the things that she said. More, much more recently, last month even, this was last month when she was in a 96, 96 not being too well, I would think, August the 3rd, 2022, as the Anglican bishops from 165 countries around the world prepared to travel to London for a day of Christian witness on climate issues. This is the Queen's message in full. It is with great pleasure that I send my warm greetings as you continue your meeting in the 15th Lambeth Conference. As we all emerge from the pandemic, I know that the conference is taking place at a time of great need for the love of God, <laughs> both in word and deed. I am reminded that this gathering was necessarily postponed two years ago when you had hoped to mark the centenary of the Lambeth Conference that took place in 1920 in the aftermath, aftermath of the First World War. Then the bishops of the Anglican Communion set out a path for an ongoing commitment towards Christian unity in a changing world a task that is perhaps even more important today as together you look to the future and explore the role of the church in responding to the needs of the present age. Now, as so often in the past, you have convened during a period of immense challenge for bishops, clergy and lay people around the world, with many of you serving in places of suffering, conflict and trauma, it is a comfort to me that you do so in the strength of God. We also live in a time when the effects of climate change are threatening the lives and livelihoods of many people and communities, not least the poorest and those less able to adapt and adjust. I was interested to learn that the focus of your programme at the Lambeth Palace today is reflection and dialogue on the theme of the environment a cause close to the heart of my late husband and carried on by the Prince of Wales and the Duke of Cambridge. Throughout my life, the message 
and teachings of Christ have been... Why do I get so... so, Why do I get so emotional? Well, the message and teachings of Christ have been my guide and in them I find hope. It is my heartfelt prayer. That's probably why I get emotional as well, because it's heartfelt. That you will continue to be sustained by your faith in times of trial and encouraged by hope at times of despair. I send my warmest good wishes to you all for a successful conference. And may God bless you in your ministry and service in this world. Okay, secondly then, let's move on. I told you it would be more than seven minutes, didn't I? <laughs> I, did, I did warn you. Two more to go. Justin Welby and then what the Bible says. Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury on Monday, spoke at the funeral of Her Late Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. And I agree with Howard's comment, those of you who have seen it, on our church chat on WhatsApp on Monday after the funeral Howard typed, Justin Welby got it spot on. Justin Welby boldly declared the centrality of Jesus Christ in the life and service of our Queen, putting her faith and hope in Jesus Christ. He said, Her late Majesty's example was not set through her position or her ambition, but through whom she followed. He also quoted from the Bible reading, John 14 verses 1 to 6, read by our new Prime Minister, Liz Truss. Jesus, who in our reading does not tell his disciples how to follow, but who to follow, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And Justin Welby referring to the Queen's coronation in 1953, wasn't it? 53, also said her allegiance to God was given before any person gave allegiance to her. Her service to so many people in this nation and the Commonwealth and the world has its foundation in her following Christ. God himself, who said that he, our reading today, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He concluded his sermon with, we will all face the merciful judgment of God. We can all share the Queen's hope, which in life and death inspired her servant leadership. Service in life and hope in death. All who follow the Queen's example and inspiration of trust and faith in God can say with her, we will meet again. 
It is only, this is me talking now, not quoting, but it's me talking, just summarising. It is only through faith alone in Jesus Christ that we can enjoy the blessings this sermon described. Jesus is our only hope in the face of the judgment the Archbishop mentioned. He is our only way to God, our only way to heaven, and our only way of forgiveness. Number three, just to finish off with then, what the Bible says, which includes what Jesus said. Don't just listen, do what Jesus says. Referring to Mark chapter 10, particularly verse 45. Now the glittering prizes of wealth, of fame and fortune, celebrity, intellectual prowess and great importance. It's highly prized, isn't it? Or those are highly prized in our worldly system. But often, or too often sometimes, even Christians can be bedazzled by by the attractions of the world. And even Christ's own disciples were not exempt, as we read here, James and John, saying to Jesus, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And it, it, it happened a few times, didn't it, as we read through the Gospels, that the disciples argued about who was most important in their little group. They were jostling for the best position in Christ's coming kingdom. Can we sit on your left side and on your right side, they were asking. But what a shocking silence must have descended on each person when Jesus stunned them with the words, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. They were, they were in the pursuit of the wrong things, weren't they? And even then they, they didn't seem to understand the staggering implications of his words. Christ's life, as the Queen pointed out to us, and Justin Welby pointed out to us, Christ's life was the exemplary witness to the truth of these words. He lived it out. And even going to the cross, he, but I was going to, should I, should I say, he died it out, didn't he? He lived it, and even in his death, he served. Not my will, he said in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, Lord. To, praying to his Father, not my will, but yours be done. A true servant king. The perfect servant king. He was, and still is, the eternal son of God. The king of kings and lord of lords. All power in heaven and earth have been entrusted to him. But he did not demand 
the service of others. But he knelt, didn't he? Just before he went to the cross, he knelt and washed his disciples' feet. The one before whom all creation, every one of us, all of us, will one day bow in humble adoration. We will all bow. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Quoting from God's word. He came to be servant to all. And his final act of service, his death on the cross, was to become the pivotal point. As you write the date today, 2022. It's the pivotal point in the whole of history, the history of this whole universe, when he gave his life, as our reading today tells us, as a ransom for many. Although Jesus Christ was the Son of God, God himself, God with us, Emmanuel, God with us, he learned obedience by the things that he suffered and humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, to pay the price of sin, sin of humanity, and to ransom all those who trust in his name. Do you trust? As the Queen said often on her Christmas day, he's the bedrock of my faith. Is he, uh, is he yours? Do you trust in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour? Like the Queen, have you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ? I've just got time to finish with Philippians. I've, I've just got to read Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Now, I think... How, here we go. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. Paul writes to the Philippians in his letter. Jesus Christ, who, being the, the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him to the highest place and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That was a bit longer than five minutes. So <laughs> but they were worth repeating, weren't they? What the Queen said, what Justin Welby said. And most importantly, what Jesus says.
Thanks for listening.